Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. It's 930 in 716. The crisis in the Catholic Church continues to dominate conversation. We have gotten legal notice of claims against the Diocese of Buffalo. They have come out with names of dozens of priests over the years, mainly dating back decades. I think the whole issue of human sexuality is something that the Church has sort of said, oh, this is naughty. I'm Tim Wenger on 930 and 716. Some interesting takes on the crisis on the podcast as we hear from outside of the Catholic Church in Buffalo, from a legal perspective outside of Buffalo, and then from another diocese grappling with the same crisis at a different stage. So we begin with some perspective. I think that all of us are aware that this is not simply a Catholic phenomena, that the spotlight is on them right now. Reverend Stuart Bish runs the campus Church Connection at UB and is pastor at North Presbyterian in North Tonawanda. All of us have a responsibility to Uh, understand what abuse is, that abuse is some sexual activity outside of consent, that this is not a a pedophilia and homosexuality combination, but it's, it's an abuse of human integrity and relationship. Um, Probably the Roman Catholics, because of their hierarchical system, um, are encountering this because consent can't happen in power relationships. But even the Southern Baptist Convention removed their president from one of the seminaries because he was sort of telling women that it was okay to, to just stay with their man, no matter how abusive he was. So uh, the problem of abuse, it, it's not strictly a, a Roman Catholic problem, is what you're saying. What I'm, what I'm saying is that they are in the news right now. Um, and the amount of power in any hierarchical system um, lends itself to that kind of abuse. Um, but all of us, um, the denomination that I'm ordained in, has a rule of two to one. So if you're with a child, you need another adult with you. If you are with two children, you can be there as an adult because there are two children. Most of us who work with children always make sure there's two adults, regardless of the number of children we're with. Sounds like a pretty common sense rule. I'm wondering, Reverend, do you think allowing priests to marry would help here? Would it make a difference? I I think the whole issue of human sexuality is something that the Church has sort of said, oh, this is naughty. You know, going back to the the creation stories, you know, priests in— Everyone was naked. Everything was cool. Sin came and nakedness went out the door. Um, I think that's the problem. We, we don't want to talk about sexuality. We don't want to nurture healthy sexuality that's lifelong, enriching, 
and joyous. We want to establish a set of rules that keep people in line. Uh, looking at this scandal, as it's you, you mentioned, kind of uh, in the news recently, but this has been on and off in the news for really the last twenty years or so. When this happens, when it flares up uh, like this, do you find that maybe all Christian faiths get lumped in here? That even though the focus is on the Catholic Church, it really has a, a big impact on the way people feel about all faiths. I, what I find is that church attendance is diminishing, and I think that's because there is this question of, how do I trust this church leadership? How do I know what's really happening? Um, if it's okay for that church leader to do such and such, then you know maybe the whole system is going down the tubes. How does this get resolved? What do you see happening? I, I was really encouraged listening to one of the victims of abuse from Ireland who was on the radio recently, and he made it very clear that he was not anti-faith, he was not anti-Catholic. What he was against was abuse, specifically abuse to children, um, but abuse and um, that even more uh, against cover-ups. I think the church has to be much more transparent. It has to elevate its integrity. Um, it has to begin to, to grasp this nettle of human sexuality and set out some patterns and some, some goals that are enriching, not uh, punitive and, and um, legislative. And um, we need boundaries that affirm the value and integrity of individuals. And, and more than all of that, we have this notion, and I say notion purposely, we have this notion of forgiveness, but we can't figure it out. We want to say, if, if I've sinned, I need forgiveness. But if you've sinned in one of these particular ways, well, you can ask for forgiveness. Um, and, and I think Lewis Smeads probably does it best when he says, forgiveness doesn't say it's okay or that it's going to be okay. Forgiveness says, I'm stopping it here. And we need a notion of forgiveness that doesn't enable sin, doesn't repeat. And so I think in, in church adjudicatories, if there's an issue with any clergy, anybody in leadership, lay people um, doing uh, Cana, for example, in the Roman Catholic Church, or Christian Ed in, in a Protestant church, or whatever, all of those people need to go through a process that says this was a false allegation for these reasons, or this is a real allegation, and you must um, go through the, the legal channels. Stuart, do you think Bishop Malone will survive this? Uh, what a great question. Um, it's hard to tell. You know, what will, what will actually precipitate out? You know, are these... You know, I, I have some Roman Catholic sister friends who, who are outraged when their brother priests, you know, are accused. But, you know, the bottom line is, if it's, if it's real that he has done some cover-up, then can he really lead the church into the next decade? That's the real question. And if he can't, 
then perhaps someone else can do a better job. From religious perspective to that of legal, Tuesday, Erie County DA John Flynn passed on any opinion on whether Bishop Richard Malone should resign or not, saying he'll stay in his lane and prosecute any cases that ultimately come before him. In Niagara County, meanwhile, District Attorney Carolyn Wotasek. We have gotten legal notice of claims against the Diocese of Buffalo through the Independent Reconciliation and Compensation Program. So essentially, when a survivor wants to pursue getting some compensation through that program, our office gets noticed or copied um, on that filing. So we have, you know, I would say a handful of cases right now that are being handled by an out-of-state law firm. And the abuse that is alleged in those claims uh, range from, you know, 1972 to 1980. So um, right now we only have, like I say, that handful. Um, But as, you know, people have heard in the news, um, first our attorney general, our acting attorney general, Um, kind of called out to the district attorney's offices to cooperate in any way possible uh, with possibly convening grand juries to do do what what they did in Pennsylvania, which is essentially open up our grand juries to investigate and ultimately, hopefully through the attorney general's office, issue a report um, that includes, you know, having given a voice to the survivors of that sort of abuse. So Erie County DA John Flynn, when he was contacted last week by the state attorney general's office, he absolutely supported what they wanted to do. Are you in the same boat? Oh, absolutely. In fact, what I did was I'm I'm assigning one of our veteran um, sex abuse prosecutors here in the office, uh, the, the, the uh, gentleman who trained me, because um, I did sex abuse cases for 12 years myself in this office. And, and I immediately contacted the law firm that was representing those uh, survivors and said, this is what's going on in New York State. Will you please reach out to your clients to, you know, share their information with the Attorney General's office. Finally, we take you to Chicago, where they too are dealing with a crisis in the Catholic Church. Uh, Cardinal Supich has been fairly open about talking about them and what the Archdiocese wants to do about it. Reporter Bernie Tafoya with WBBM Radio on the Chicago Diocese handling of allegations against priests there. That's 930 in 716. We're back tomorrow with another edition from the studios of WBEN Buffalo. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.